the meme. Chase that dream, not the meme. Chase that dream, not the meme. Welcome to Dreams Not Memes Podcast. Hi everyone, this is another episode of Dreams Not Memes. Today I'm here Hello. with my friend. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. I'm here with my I'm here with my friend Yusef. Yusef is based in New York and is a musician and is from Tunisia. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How's everyone doing? The world. What's up? (laughs) I hope hope everybody's doing great. So can you tell me a little bit about how you got involved in music? Uh, Got involved in music was, so since, since, since probably like, as far as I can remember, was probably four years old. Um, I used to listen to music just in the car, just, you know, you know, the old days back in the old days where you just put a CD and you got like, what, 12 songs at most. And uh, the first songs that I remember listening to really were Shakira songs. You know, I mean, you know, I listened to some other stuff on the radio from my mom's just like, you know, cooking in the kitchen or whatever. But the things that I love to play in the car was Shakira songs and Mumbo Number no. Five. Mm. <laughs> Those I, I remember, like you know, back in the days, I asked my brother to make me a CD to like listen to in the car, and you got only twelve songs. And you know, I just put put um, six times Mumbo Number no. Five and six times like sh- another Shakira song. I think was was whenever wherever or something. So you know, I've been like listening to music since I was a kid. But then, you know, eventually I grew up and, uh, you know, I grew up just listening to uh, Jennifer Lopez, some hip hop that now I came, I came back to. But like, you know, I've been all the time, you know, all my life listening to this R&B and hip hop. So all my life I was involved in music, you know, kind of through the radio or just my parents or classical Arabic music from back home that you, you know, just listen to the, in the radio or something. And then um, um, the way I started being a musician, though, was not until like uh, 11 years old, something like that. Yeah, I think I think it was like 11 years old or 10 years old. I was um, riding the bus um, in my middle school. So, you know, you, you can like apply for this this uh, uh, school bus, you know, and you they, they you know, you pay some money. They would take you back home basically every day. Right. And I have this friend of mine who played guitar and she was in the, you know, in one of the seats on the, on the bus. And she was playing this uh, Spanish, Spanish guitar song uh, called Jeux Interdits. I don't know the title in in, in English, but it's prohibited games basically in French, you know, Jeux Interdits. It's probably the same title. It probably doesn't translate, you know, but I was like, damn, wow. Like, this is beautiful, man. Just like, you know, the chords, the her playing, it was on point, you know. And I just fell in love with the instrument. And, you know, from then, I just decided to take some some guitar courses. You know, I wasn't I wasn't yet into, you know, music. No, actually, I was. I was really in, like, you know, listening to rock music, thanks to my cousin who, you know, uh, showed me some like rock bands and stuff like that, like news, like Arctic Monkeys. They just started to become famous, you know, 2009. It was something like that, 2009, 2008. Arctic Monkeys, Muse, uh, Green Day, 
all those bands I just, you know, like to listen to in middle school. And plus with that, you know, just seeing my friends play classical guitar. Um, I just wanted to start basically playing guitar as I was, you know, listening to more rock music. And then uh, those were songs I wanted to play. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I just, you know, kept learning these songs and stuff. Um, till eventually later, just a little later in middle school, I uh, uh, formed a band. It's It was called The Duck Flop. This was all back home, back in Tunisia, right? And um, yeah, so The Duck Flop, and we started, you know, just playing cover songs. We became really, you know, close friends up till this day. They're my best friends, you know, props to them. I love them. Uh, bass player and drummer. We had a band. Um, it's called the Duck Flop. We played cover bands, and then just a little later, you know, we started, you know, gigging and stuff. So th- yeah, pretty much this is how I started, you know, with music and just as a musician, you know. True. true. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm really enjoying the fact that you have like a hybrid <laughs> of experiences with music, from you know Shakira <laughs> to rock music. To Mambo Number Five, and I definitely hear how that influences your own tunes. Mm. Right, right, right. So, before we continue to talk about that part, what mm-hmm. brings you to New York? Oh, what brought me to New York? It was a long way from then. So, yeah, from the band, you know, we played many gigs around Tunisia, you know, um, and bars and venues and stuff like that. And as a matter of fact, we weren't even supposed to get to the venues like to the bars we were what like 14 yeah (laughs) but right but you know we played all like the biggest venues and bars and we just didn't drink you know or we did it or we did it you know but not but no (laughs) one knew yeah 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 so yeah you know uh we played for many years together and then eventually i started getting into um funk and blues that was in like middle um no high school and i started learning funk and blues like blues guitar just the language you know how to improvise and stuff like that i learned it with uh with a teacher you know he showed me a lot of stuff and then from that i started getting more into jazz and really the transition between everything that i stated before and jazz like you know straight ahead jazz was um, a band called uh, Snarky Puppy. Mm. You, probably, you know, Snarky Puppy, now yes. they're pretty big, right? Yeah. I, I was like, you know, I saw them play. Like we, I remember we heard them together with my two bandmates. I was like, what the heck, man? Like, what is he doing? Like Corey Henry's solo. I was like, yo, this sounds like so familiar. It has the rock. It has R&B. It has hip hop. What are they doing? But there's something that I don't know. And that... I figured that is jazz, like jazz language. They're all jazz musicians. So I was like, okay, to get to this level, man, I need to learn the language. I need to learn jazz tunes. I need to learn the repertoire, you know, all, all this stuff. And I just started getting into it. And um, everyone, there's no, like, there's not a, a big uh, jazz community in Tunisia. It's, you know, it's not the our music really you know but there's there's a, a, a pretty you know interesting community of like maybe 30 musicians something like that and they all learn from the same guy 
the same person. I call him the grandfather of jazz, of Tunisia or something like that, you know. He taught all generations and I started with him. Like if I wanted to start this music, you got to start, you know, with this guy. You know, you go into his workshops. I was, I was, as a matter of fact, skipping class every Saturday from my university to go to his workshops and, you know, just to learn the music and to learn, learn, learn as much as I could. And this was, um, this started in 2015. So 2015 through, yeah, through pretty much when I got here, which was 2017. So I started jazz in like 2015 for two or three years. I just, you know, kept learning every day. Just that's when I started actually practicing every day just to learn the music and to be ready um, for, for the time when I come here, actually. And that was 2017. So I finished uh, my, um, you know, degree uh, uh, in at university, which was an economics degree. And everything just converged all together for me to come here. You know, I applied for a music school in, in the Bay Area in California. I felt like I have um, learned enough about the music to be ready to come here because, you know, jazz is good in Europe, is good in Africa, is good everywhere, but it's the best in the United States because it's here, you know. Like you gotta be on point because people will will kick your ass. You know what I mean? Oh, sorry, wasn't I supposed to say <laughs> that t- word? No, no, no. You can totally curse. You can totally okay. curse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for sure. And yeah, so I was, I was, you know, I got ready pretty much. I just learned the craft and stuff, and you know, applied for this school, which is the California Jazz Conservatory uh, in Berkeley, California, from which I actually just graduated. Hey, you know, congrats. I, yeah, just literally, I'm, I'm staring at the degree, like it's sitting there. I yeah. just arrived like a couple of days ago, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, I started in 2017 living in the Bay Area in Berkeley, California. Um, and just, you know, that scene and my time there, like three years of just learning, learning. So here's my days. Basically, I was waking up at 7 a.m., go to school, just learn the whole day, you know, with great teachers, really one of the best, and learn the whole day, play with friends, play, play, and learn and play. And then um, around 5 p.m., I would go back home, you know, eat a little something or cook or whatever, Um, get some practice. I have like two-hour practice maybe, which is not enough, you know, when you're at school, but that's the, all I could find, you know. And then at night, go to the real school, which is the gems, you know, just go to the sessions and just really learn. That's that's really where you learn. Like you could learn all the stuff from school and just like practice and theory and stuff. But, you know, the gems, that's the real school because, you know, you can't go wrong. You know, you're playing, you're playing live with people, with, with musicians. So, you know, that's how my days went pretty much for the past three years. Um, just learning all day and then, you know, going to, to school, um, going to the sessions. And from from that, you know, from, from, from that, um, you know, I also played gigs there in the Bay Area and toured and I got a, uh, into a funk band. 
Uh, it's called C. Marcus Scott and the Funky Spliff. It's on Spotify and stuff. It's a funny name, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Funk bands always have the craziest names. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, so man, true. man. Bay Area. Bay Area bands, they have the craziest names for sure. Mm-hmm. Just like especially Bay Area funk. Mm-hmm. Bay Area funk bands. And not only that, also the genre, like um, funk. I've seen New York City funk. I've seen New Orleans funk. But man, let me tell you, there's no funk like Bay Area funk. Just, uh, or maybe California in general. But in the Bay, though, there's there's this, the, the feeling, the pocket feel. That's that's one of the things I got the most from the Bay Area, I feel like. Just being in that funk band and playing the songs like they should be in that pocket with that rhythm feel. I'm so thankful, you know, to just mm-hmm. have experienced that. And um, and yeah, you know, I spent the three years like that, you know, playing gigs, found going to sessions. And the sessions included uh, jazz and the other sessions, hip hop and R&B. And I feel like it's pretty much like this every day nowadays, you know, as a jazz musician or hip hop or there's two sessions you can go to. There's, you know, the jazz, straightforward uh, sessions, and there's the other ones, uh, hip-hop and R&B. And I like to go to both, you know, just switch, you know, just switch between both. And, yeah, got the experience out of that, you know. And after that, I moved to New York. Sure. No, no, no. uh, I hear that. Let's take a quick... Let's take a quick break and learn more about your experiences and your insights towards like working in sessions. Quick message. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Dreams.Memes. Please make sure to follow Dreams.Memes podcast on your preferred streaming channel or on Instagram at Dreams.Memes podcast. To support Dreams.Memes podcast, feel free to contact me at adaywithoutlove at gmail.com for advertising or sponsorship opportunities. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, now we're back. So, mm-hmm. we were talking about sessions. Mm-hmm. Can, you, mm-hmm. can you tell me, like, what do you favor most between R&B, rap, jazz funk or do you kind of see them as like loose translations of the same fundamentals um the the second thing that you said loose uh loose what is it again (laughs) loose translations of the same fundamentals because like the same fundamentals i'm primarily a rock and punk player but that doesn't take Mm -hmm. away from the fact that like i've played like blues songs i've jammed with other people because like you know not to sound snobby, real musicians learn as much as they can. (laughs) You're always learning. You're always learning. So like, what's your approach when you're like in different sections and things like that? And and yeah, even if you're not learning, you're you're listening to the music everywhere. Hip hop, as I told you, I was a kid in Tunisia. Like how the fuck could you, you know, listen to something, you know, being from there that is from, but now like we're all connected at some point, you know? So even if you're rock or punk or metal musician, you're going to be exposed to jazz. You're going to be exposed to funk. And as a matter of fact, the first time I listened to jazz was not, you know, when I told you Snarky Puppy and stuff. It was from Tom and Jerry, man. Mm. Tom and Jerry, when I was a kid, that's the big band. And like, just 
I was exposed to this music, even though I was in a totally different country and like, you know, totally, I wasn't even a musician. I, I didn't have any musician parents, you know, true, like true. we're just, you know, exposed to this music, you know, but um, yeah, I see it. I see it as, you know, it's 2021. Like there's no uh, labeling anymore or categorization of, of genres. I feel like everything is kind of mixed. I mean, you know, there's there's still some some like genres, but you'll find traces of each genre in every genre. Like you'll find traces of jazz everywhere, you know, in R and B, and that's why I like both, you know. And I, I see I see them. I see like R and B and hip hop and rap as the grandsons of jazz, basically. And really, I'm I'm not the one who said that. It's you know, people like Quincy Jones, they they, they they said that in an interview, they said it all comes from the same neighborhood, which is here in New York, which is, you know, you got the, the jazz grown up in uh, New York City. It was from New Orleans, grown up in New York City, Manhattan, you know, uh, Harlem and 52nd Street and stuff. But then where do you have hip hop coming from? It's right across the river you know, from the Bronx. It's all the same neighborhood. It's all the same people. So to me, it's it's also the same language. You know, I listen to uh, Biggie or Tupac, you know, spitting some rhymes, just the way I listen to like John Coltrane playing saxophone or Charlie Parker playing saxophone, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially, especially I have this, the there's this track that I like, um, it's called the, the world is filled by uh, it, it has uh, biggie it has um uh, p diddy puff diddy i know what song you're talking about yep right yes. and yeah. yeah and there's and there's uh, the, the bay area rapper too short and the yeah. way they're just like you know next to each other just you know ra- rapping um i feel like that's like just listening to a jazz song and you got a trumpet player miles davis then after him, Cannonball, uh, Cannonball Adderley, you know, and then after him, John Coltrane, just, you know, the flow, everyone has their own voice, you know, that's how I feel like, you know, I listen to all these genres somehow the same way, you know? True. Yeah. No, I, I, I like the way that you put that, like, you know, comparing jazz to hip hop, because I've always looked at like the hip hop cypher or like the types of rap songs where there's a lot of people on it, but the same beat to be the most uh, obvious and honest example of improvisation, specifically mm. in hip hop, soul and things like that. Cause like exactly. you listen to the Wu-Tang Clan and you hear like the RZA, the Jizza, Raekwon <laughs> and Ghostface go back to back. It's the mm. same thing as like hearing Coltrane, like go back to back with Ellington, you know, and exactly. things like that. Yeah, so yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely appreciate that that analysis. Yeah, so, there's 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 that too. I've been I've been you know trying to catch those you know where they reply to each other. It's just like jazz, like a conversation. It's not even just reciting the the cipher, the the rap. You, you're making a conversation with, especially you know. I, I like to see this point in. Uh, album black star by mm. uh, Most of Wally. Wally. Yeah. exactly they just complete each other man as like a saxophone player would complete a trumpet player in his solo or something you know 
Yeah. True, true, true. Yeah, that that's a great and timeless record. I love that you brought that record up. And even the ones where they bring common into it as well. It's just like that's like another layer of just mm-hmm. awesome. And his and his record B. Oof. It's not even better than that. <laughs> yeah. So speaking about yourself, what are some things that you're working on now? Uh right now I'm just back to the shed. I was just, you know, done with my album. It almost took two years um since i you know started composing it and in those two years i was composing the album i was uh you know shedding my instrument as a musician you know you got use of the composer and use of the musician or pretty much everyone you got the composer side and like the live musician you know so i was i was doing both at the same time um at some point so composing the songs uh, recording them and I was also learning how to mix and produce at the same time so like just you know two years of music 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 you know um, so yeah I was just literally done with this and towards the last months I haven't really been taking care of the musician side of to Yusef so I only been taking care of the composer side of Yusef and the producer side of Yusef I learned how to produce. I, you know, produced my album, mixed it, composed the songs, but I haven't really been um, shedding the guitar much. Mm-hmm. I set some drums, but not the guitar really. So right now, as soon as I was done with the album, I'm right, you know, back to the shed uh, of of guitar. Just you know, I discovered some new stuff, music music stuff, you know, scales and new scales, and I'm just you know shedding that. No, no, I, I definitely respect that. And I mean, especially when you have those skills, it's almost like it's not a matter of what's better. It's a matter of these are just different ways to I'm shaping my own sound. Sometimes you have to get into the production side to shape your sound. Sometimes you just have to get to that sheet music and start analyzing your melodies and your harmony. So uh, I definitely respect True. that because I'm doing a lot of the same things. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Nowadays, you got to do it all, right? As a yeah. musician, you got to be... And actually, in my school, they they do teach that they you got like the producer class, you got the, you know, like a jazz, you got R and B, you gotta be you know, uh, diverse. Mm. You know? Yeah, that, that's completely real. So moving forward in your life, twenty twenty one and beyond, what are some of your goals? So for now, I'm gonna keep. So yeah, you know, I'm here in New York um, since October. Um, my goals. For now is to uh you know first of all I'm, I'm working on my artist visa i'm transitioning from a student to like music student to uh, um an artist so this is my first goal right now but musically this is not you know musical but uh, uh musically i'm just trying to you know get back to getting better at guitar better and better probably mm-hmm. the best at my you know the best of myself on guitar and um just play, man. Just play in the scene, though. You know, it's COVID. There's there's stuff happening out here in New York and pre- pretty much everywhere else. But here in New York, there's still some sessions. There's gigs are apparently getting back, you know. Um, and, you know, just trying to play, meet musicians, know people, musicians. Um, and there's an album I'm thinking about, you know, recording the next one, though I was literally just finished with the first one. But um, it's probably gonna take another two or three years, gotcha. you know, just for me to get the you know material 
and like the sound I want and how to record it and who to report on, it's probably going to take another two or three years, you know. But yeah, definitely the next album for sure. I definitely hear that. And what are some dream tours that you have? Like, I mean, granted, COVID is blocking us all from traveling. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you get back to gigging, whether that be with a band or like, as Yusuf, like, what are some places you'd like to play or or jazz singers or players you'd like to play with? Um, so for my album, I'm trying to get a band together when, when things get back to normal. I mean, I could play now, you know, but I don't know with the live streaming idea. I don't know if you are, but I'm just not. <laughs> you know, I've been like working on the album for three years and then to just play it live stream. You know, I prefer to like wait and then, you know, play in the right gigs and stuff. And those include, you know, Blue Note and, you know, um, you know, uh, no, probably not Smalls. Smalls is pretty straightforward. Blue Note definitely suitable for the genre, which is jazz and hip hop and like, you know, the state of jazz as of today. Um, And just, you know, the festivals, um, there's some uh, festivals in Tunisia I'm going to play. There's uh, some others here in New York, um, others in Europe. You know, I'll I'll just be looking for festivals, just like, you know, book tours and gigs as we go, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I respect that. Definitely respect that. So how can we hear you if we're looking for your music? Um, so like what platforms you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it's available everywhere. The album is called Aphoristic Times. Um, and I released it on Spotify, you know, all platforms. And, you know, because platforms, you got to uh, pay for subscription, right? But um um there's also it's also on youtube you just can google yusuf kiari name my name and last name aphoristic times like a p h o aphoristic times and um you'll find it everywhere pretty much it's a pretty singular name you know so it's gonna be easy to find true 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 no i I listened to it and i it definitely felt like i was going through a journey of a mixture of like lo-fi beats jazz fusion and Mm -hmm. i definitely Mm -hmm. like hope all of our listeners listen to it and i'll put the links in the description all right Um, thanks man thanks yeah it is it is it is like that that's the way i wanted it to so the philosophy behind the album was that you know as as a jazz musician because that's what i consider myself really you know mainly Mm -hmm. as a jazz musician you want to put music always that reflects reflects our times either like you know contextually like politically economically or but also musically and really now now when you go out and i mean not now but probably like 2019 right before Mm -hmm. covid you come to new york you go out to you know um in the in the scene that's what what you will find you will find the hip-hop venues you'll find the jazz venues you'll find like, you know, you know, it's all, it's all in there. And I was like, you know, I like all these genres and I play all these genres when I go hang out. So why wouldn't I just, you know, put all of them together in the same album? You know, I don't care if it's, you know, an R&B tune. And then right after that, there's a jazz tune, like straight ahead jazz. So what? Like people have been like, you know, what, what the fuck, man? Like I was listening to some lo-fi and then just a the ballad comes like, what is that about? 
And this I, is I thought it was good. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah. I was a fan of it. So. All right. All yeah. Because right. I look at it like, you know, write what's true to you, and if being true to yourself means mixing it up, then so be it. So. Exactly. Exactly. Some people just be, you know, satisfying the audience more than they they satisfy themselves in like their vision about the album stuff. Oh, I gotta put just R&B out because the Grammy, the, you know, the Grammys won't accept it or whatever, you know. No, man. Just, if you feel like putting a jazz tune, if you like putting a, like a Brazilian, you know, or whatever, put it, you know, it's 2021. There's no labeling anymore, you know. That, that's a great way to see music today and not just music, but culture. You know, mm -hmm. I think a lot of times the way that we box ourselves in is also a, a reflection of how people used to box each other in socially, mm -hmm. whether that means, uh, you know, bigotry, acts of sexism and racism or homophobia. And mm -hmm. the less and mm -hmm. less that is being tolerated because people are being less tolerant of hateful behavior the more right. and more music is going to be hybrid and a reflection of people's experiences and the things that they actually like and enjoy. True, 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 true. I can see that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So this has definitely been a good episode of Dreams Not Memes. Is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to? All right, man. Um, my parents. Most people really, you know, when you give people shout outs, they, they just say my parents, but really my parents, like, from the bottom of my heart, just they would, if not them, I wouldn't be here just talking to you, period. Not because they, they give birth to me, but <laughs> they supported me as a musician, just like me being here today, you know, it's a lot of their support, just like, you know, financially, morally. And then, oh, I, you know, I got to, you know, um, grow as a musician myself, grow out of them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so first of all, my parents, and second of all, my two bandmates, the ones I told you about, Hedy and Yusuf, the, yeah, the, dr the bass player and the drummer. Um, you know, we grew up together and musically we shared a lot of moments. So I'm giving shout outs to the people that made me become who I am today, you know, as a musician, as a person. That's mainly them and my parents, you know. Well, it's definitely a pleasure to hear from you and not just hear from you, but hear about your gratitude because at the end of the day, our environment influences our creativity. And I mm -hmm. think that's a big thing that I've learned from you and your story. And mm -hmm. I definitely mm -hmm. look forward to hearing more releases that you have down the road and uh, sure. keep in touch. This has been a great right. on memes. Thanks so much. Hi, this is Brian from A Day Without Love. Thank you for listening to Dreams Not Memes. I just want you to remember, your dreams matter. If you'd like to support this podcast, email adaywithoutlove at gmail.com for donation information, or follow me for weekly episodes. Thank you for listening and joining my journey. Have a good day.